this show is going to be epic. We've got Mr. Digital Oil, the creator of Hash Masks, which went absolutely berserk on the Ethereum chain. We've got the daughter of Leonard Nimoy and her husband, um, Julie Nimoy and uh, David uh, right with us. And we have a first for the Nifty Show, a musical performance. We're going to try to do it live. And there's going to be an NFT giveaway and an offering to go along with that on episode number 39 of the Nifty Show. Let's try this. Let's do it. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go. It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show. And welcome to The Nifty Show. I'm Joel Kahn. That's Travis Wright. I'm used to broadcasting from my full studio, and this is portable. I'm doing it on a laptop. Cut me some slack, Jack. <laughs> Travis and Joel say this won't blow normally. <laughs> it, just blew a, it just might blew blow a little, a little bit. bit. There's just a little bit of blowing there. Uh, deal with it. <laughs> it's... But it's oh. great. The, the guests we have this today are spectacular. I mean, right. we're they really totally down the park today. They uh, they don't blow. Uh, they make up for our blowiness by having the opposite of that. And in our first guest, I thought he was anonymous. He's not anonymous at all. He goes by Mister Digital Oil, but his name is Alan Henna. I believe I'm pronouncing it right. It could be Hina. It could be Hinya. I don't know, but he is the creator of Hash Masks, unique one-of-one one NFTs that went berserk. And we missed it, Travis. We totally missed the Hash Masks. Totally dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. Alan, welcome to the Nifty Show. Hey, thank you for having me. Excellent. Do you uh, do you not do video? Do you prefer to keep your camera off? Uh, yeah, is that okay? It's fine. We just, yeah, we're just gonna, yeah. we're gonna imagine that you look like you know a fifty foot giant wearing a mask that has hashes on it. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, l let me clarify one thing, just so I, I don't want to uh, misrepresent. I I am not uh, uh, the creator of the hash mask. Um, quick story, just so so you have the proper context, is the hash mask um, were uh, created by really two individuals from within the crypto space. They are anonymous for now. I do know exactly who they are. Uh, and they basically did the entire operation by themselves. These two orchestrated, organized it, developed the code uh, that generated the mass. And we can get into that if you'd like. And then the day that they started the, the essentially the pre-sale of the hash mass, I was just one of the first people in there along with two other people. And we just started helping out the community and now we ended up being on the team. So I am on the team with two other people. We essentially run the community and the founders are more so in the background and they are there from um, sort of a guidance and uh, funding perspective. Okay, got uh, it. Thank, thank you for that program. clarification. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, correcting me. Here at the Nifty Show, we take our editorial corrections quite seriously. I That's true. Wrong. So we're gonna say the first question, then who the hell are you, Alan? Why the hell are you here? <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm just the guy that walked into the into the Discord, and you know, there's always a lot of confusion. There's, you know, you get into these rooms, and there's people asking the same question over and over. And 
I was like, who's running this Discord? I'm like, you need a fact section, like, immediately, because we keep answering the same questions instead of just pointing people to the frequently asked questions. So I helped get that set up. But as far as my background, um, I've been in crypto for about four years now, uh, heavy tech, tech background, uh, mainly a healthcare professional um, and uh, in the enterprise architecture, software architecture space. So crypto was very natural to me just because of my tech heavy background. And um, I just really been focused a lot on the last two years on the NFT space, anything from like uh, buying land, insomnium space and MLB champions, uh, now defunct project. And then also uh, obviously CryptoPunks and Hashmas uh, of late. Okay, so let's talk about hash masks, masks in particular then. The, yep. uh, the website, which you guys can uh, see up here right now, is thehashmasks.com. Become part of digital art and collectibles history. So what are hash masks? Yeah, so hash masks are basically um, like what we, what we call decentralized artistry, right? And the reason for that is, you know, really in the ethos and spirit of everything with cryptocurrencies, is the fact that you know the the actual composition of the work was done by 70 different artists who are um, basic like no one artist worked on one single piece and what that means is for instance you know if you look at like there's a book there's a background which different backgrounds different books different items like a mirror or a toilet roll or different masks. So obviously it's hash masks or the masks, they have a bunch of different cultural masks. Um, so um, even the bodies, there's robots, there's a, a puppet and there's these things called mystical. So like everything that was done, no one artist like work, worked on one piece. So what they did was for instance, work on one component. And then what the founders did is they wrote a generative software, which basically took the different components, ran some random number generators, and they created 16,384 unique hash masks. And the one thing about the hash mask that to me is like, there's two big parts of it. Well, three, the decentralized artistry, it's truly decentralized art right? Because you had at least 70 different artists. Those artists are unknown. They will never be shared. Um, there's that. Is that these are like the first collectibles that are both really, to me, art and at the same time collectibles, right? So like the CryptoPunks, I'm not saying they're not art, but like they don't necessarily have like the visual appeal. And those are like the blue chip, you know, like NFTs, even like things like Axies and CryptoKitties. They're cool, respectable projects. I'm, I'm not putting them down by any means. I mean, I have CryptoPunks myself as well. But my, what I'm saying is the hash masks sort of have this far better aesthetic that I found. And at the same time, they're collectibles. And there's like these different rarity traits and data, explicit traits, implicit traits, all these sort of things that sort of got the community really involved in like trying to understand the uniqueness of, of each one. The other things that the hash masks do, and a lot of people don't know this, is that when you're a hash mask owner, um, you have full commercial rights to monetize that hash mask. Hmm. Um, and that's the only thing that that um, hash mask is the only project that really do that. Um, just, you know, no other project has given that sort of uh, freedom to the owner to be able to monetize it. So and you mean the, if you own this one here, number 29 wrecked, you can put it on T-shirts and sell it? Yes, 100%. Okay. That is and, unusual. Yeah. And what we're doing is at the same time, 
partnering, like for instance, uh, two weeks ago, we partnered with uh, Terra Virtua and they're making collectibles for a specific mask. And then the, the, um, with the mask, uh, the, they have these things called V-Flex with Terra Virtua and you can actually resell those and get like 15% of your mask. So if you own a mask, Terra Virtua will make these collectibles in their uh, universe, they're an AR platform. And then if people buy those V-Flex, you get like 15% of that. And that's only you because you're the hash mask owner, right? So we're setting that up. We've got some other things in the pipeline that I can't necessarily share in full detail right now that are going to give hash mask owners additional pass for monetization. Um, um, we're actually going to Times Square. There's a tribes competition going on right now uh, where one of the things that really sort of organically took place, and this was with no doing of anybody on the team, because all these hash masks and there's all these different traits, some that are explicitly stated, some implicitly just by visually people counting them, is we have these different tribes that were created other discord servers and they would go there so for instance if there's one for like the dragons there's one for the, the shadow monkeys um there's one for alcoholics anonymous which is the ones that have like the bottle on them right they have the chinese mask one they have the mexican mask tribe they have um so there's there, there's there were like 20 of them right so we have this like tournament style just like march madness right now we have this tournament style uh thing going on where 16 of the tribes were selected. We're now in the third, in the middle of the third round. And ultimately, and every round presents a new challenge. And then we vote on it, like the actual hash mask owners vote on it. And the winner, ultimately, that winning hash mask mask with the best story and best name is going to be on Times Square on April 3rd. So that's going to be a pretty big deal. Um, so we're looking forward to that. That's already, that's that's not like, it's already paid. And that's one of the things about the founders is the founders are, are very engaged and they want, you know, they they made money, but they want to continue to give money back into via grant programs. They spent about 40 grand on retroactive and future forward um, grant programs. And we continue to review grant programs. And the Tries competition is just one of those things um, to just continue to build the brand and exposure. Hashtag. The project isn't even two months old yet. You know, mm. it's two yeah. months old next week. Yeah, that's a fascinating thing. It's one of those things where a friend messaged me and goes, oh, damn, did you see hash masks? And by the time that I saw it, they were already selling the one, the, the last three for 100, 100 ETH each. And that's, I don't know, 100 ETH, that seems a little, just a little out of my range. Uh, now, was that was that basically mint number one, mint number two, and mint number three? Was that the top 100 or was those the last three? No, there was all it was so it was, it was randomized. It's like no whether you bought the first one, the middle one, or the end one. Um, there was no special weighting given. The, the The sales were done on a binding curve, and binding curves are really popular right now. And I would say mainly because of the hash mass model, is because you get a lot of you get a lot of sales in early, and you establish a floor where you see like, whoa, they've got like seven thousand masks sold, but then those people only paid like, for instance, either zero point one or zero point three Ethereum. Right. So you sort of built up momentum and that's literally what happened. And honestly, we didn't think that it was going to sell out that quick in like four to five days. But that's what happened. So, so. once you get to this last you know, bit, it's like, oh, there's only three left. If, you know, obviously yeah. you've sold the rest of them. So if you want right. it, come on in, whale. The, the, the yeah, which right, is yours. the price of all the rest of them, which was crazy. Right. It, it was it, early. It, yeah. Somebody bought one for 0.1 ETH and it sold for ridiculous amounts. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've had several sales above 100 ETH in the secondary market. So you can still go buy these things, obviously. Um, I think within like two days after someone bought uh, one of the rarest hash masks for like 420 ETH. Uh, two weeks ago, we had one that sold for 200 ETH and another one for 100 ETH. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, like right now, right now, hash masks are of all time revenue in, in like U.S. dollars are number two already. Not even two months in. We're in, wow. we're only behind crypto punks. So like, what I want to know is why didn't you call us first? I mean, <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was completely crazy. It was completely left, left crazy. out of the whole thing. So you've also got this uh, NCT token here, the right, name right. changing token. Explain how this yep. works. Yeah. So the name changing token is um, one of the, the the other goals that the founders had for this is that to make this art like living and and basically dynamic to some extent, right? And that is done via the the ability to name something, right? So when you name the mask. And that makes it alive. So as things happen, events happen, people, who knows what happens, you know, maybe it's something personal in your life or something in the world, you want to name your mask. And the, you need the NCT token, and its only function is to name the mask. So you need 1,830 NCT tokens to name your mask. Now, just by holding the mask, it, you will get um, every six months, and, it, and, it's, and it's not done all at once. It's just like little by little you would get 1,830 um, every six months, every 1,830 NCT tokens every six months. So you pretty much, just by holding the mask for a year, you get enough tokens to change the name twice. And obviously you can buy these on the open market. And then when you name them, when you when you name the mask, they, the, the, the tokens get burned. Yeah, this is fascinating. So I, I got this pulled up on OpenSea right now, and there are just several of them i mean i don't even know what the what the cheapest share, price one and the cheapest share, one that i see right it, now is like 42 bucks let's see it share your screen well try yeah. to see it. there we go let's get a look see what's going on here yeah i think the floor is like 1.5 maybe 1.5 e the floor what is, is the lava huh the floor is lava it's hot yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I broke up for a second. Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting in this space, uh, especially in like the, the bigger collectible communities. Um, we talk about the floor a lot and you know, um, or just different prices. We, we think in terms of ETH, not in terms of USD. And that's one of the things I love about the Ethereum um, sort of community as a whole is thinking in terms of ETH. Um, uh, instead of just USD. I'm not saying USD is irrelevant. I'm not under that delusion. But what I am saying is that when it comes to collectibles, the measure is oftentimes in, in, in Ethereum. That's that's what it's measured because that's what it's priced in, right? Yeah, there so, are like, some ones here. There's some actually some some decently priced ones that it looks like that are actually yeah. somewhat reasonable if you consider a couple grand for one of these things reasonable, which a lot yeah. of people do. I mean, some people are spending 400, 400 ETH on some of these. Those must yeah. be pretty amazing. So this one right here has never been named. Yeah. So that's a lot of, that's a theory a lot of people have is like some of these that are never named are like what are called clean mass. So people would actually want to want a clean mass. So the, the thinking of people who take that approach is kind of like, well, imagine you wanted to name, you got a really cool name and then your mask, somebody, you bought it from someone or you previously named it like, McTurd burger and it's like what's the value in that who wants that history on that mask right you want a key <laughs> mask right so some people are thinking like that like 
this project I don't know, is Turn Burger, Hash Mask sounds pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> I mean, this project is only like not even two months old. So I like you give you give this community and the the project a year and over two. I'm telling you, you're going to see a lot of very interesting things about this project uh, as we continue to like build out the brand and presence. How many uh, crypto punks are out there? What was their total? Ten thousand. Okay, and, and there's how there's how many of these? Uh, Sixteen thousand three hundred eighty-four. Got it. So what we're looking at here on OpenSea, people are making offers, but they're not necessarily for sale, just because right offers on them. Right. You have to kind of look and click on uh, what's for sale to see right. what what somebody wants, and some of them are up for auction. Right, um, and some of them are, you know, just a hard offer. Uh, I would imagine that kind of looks like Alf. <laughs> ha! Ha! Yeah, there's some really interesting artwork here. I'm glad we uh, we got a deeper dive. So, what happens next? What's what's going to happen for the community and and future has masks? And how do we not miss right. the next round? Well, there's no, there's not going to be any more um, hash mask originals. Um, and so we've got the tries competition, which will essentially culminate on April 3rd. Um, we have some other programs that we haven't announced yet, but we want to like right now, our focus is the tribes competition and, and getting engagement in that way. And um, we're talking through um, the specifics of something like what, what we're calling like official digital prints. And what that means essentially is that um, we, you know, there's a lot of copycats in this space. Like we had the bash mass, which somebody literally just copied and put on like Binance smart chain. And what we want to do is this is just another monetization path. So we haven't wor worked through the specific mechanics, but we're thinking about the community first in this and how to benefit hash mass, all hash mass owners in this definitely all hash mass owners. And what, what that means is that, um, we want to give them the ability to issue official digital prints in a way that they can sell those prints and the Hashmask team has zero claim on that, but they can monetize it and give them, a give them a mechanism to create like limited edition serials of their Hashmask, which are like copies, but it's at the decision of the owner. Um, it's, it's a little bit complicated and there's some trade-offs there, but it's something we're thinking about because we've seen other like, um, we've seen this model sort of work in the traditional art space where they do have limited edition prints of official pieces of work. Right. Um, and so we're trying to bring that into the digital space. We just got to make sure we get the mechanics and incentives right for hazmat owners over the long haul. So that's one of the things that, that we're looking at. There's some other um, things that I can't up, like major updates being worked on to the site, which I, like I said, I can't get into that, but there's definitely some things that are working on. They're being worked on for the Hashmask site. There's uh, a lot of community projects that are going on right now. For instance, there's um, a guy that has uh, is opening up an entire sort of like Hashmask. Like he has like a whole big piece of land in Decentraland, which is a like a metaverse virtual world uh, place. And uh, he's going to basically be making prints like on T-shirts, and he's going to have a store running out of this this world. And he's running. It's called Hashies.com. Um, so there's that going on. The shadow monkey tribe has an interesting sort of scavenger hunt going on right now. And there's only 223 scavenger monkeys. So a lot of people are, um, 
really interested in, in what's going on there. Honestly, there's, there's been so much going on with that. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with that scavenger hunt, but the, a lot of the, the shadow monkey tribe uh, community is just very like excited about this hunt. And one of the guys in there is a developer and he's got some really interesting prices and things that he's going to do. So you can For see sure. that these communities are just very like, these different attributes just make it very easy for people to go off and do their own little fun things. Right on, man. I got a question. So whenever they created their mask, did they get to choose the mask? Or was it completely random whenever they paid their 0.1 E, they just randomly generated one, or do they have any say-so? Um, yeah, yeah, no one had any say-so. So the masks were already randomly distributed um, via um, – uh, something called IPFS, Interplanetary File System, and that's yeah. just how all the masks are stored. So they're stored uh, in a long term, and and the provenance can be guaranteed. And what happened was, once all the masks were sold, basically a random function set the index. And once the index was set, then that just sort of gave you your your alignment to the mask and the 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 token that you had. But no one knew what that index was. It could have literally been anything because no one could tell when it was going to occur. So it it, it was set up for randomness and you that's get why what you get huh you get, you get what, what you get you get what you get and that's the fairest way to do it right um that there's a big focus like so the other thing to point out about this is that the the, the founders did not receive any sort of like their own, like they had to buy their masks just like everyone else right they didn't they didn't just get handed like any like 10 percent or or any amount of mass because they created the project. They had to buy off the open market like everyone else. Bringing new meaning to masking up hash masks. You guys can check it out at thehashmasks.com and maybe pick up a piece that appeals to you. Alan, yeah. Mr. Uh, uh, what do you, what'd you call yourself there on Twitter? Mr. All uh, Arrow? Oh, real, yeah, real Alan Hina. Real Just Alan Hina. Real A-L-E-N-H-E-N-A. My avatar is actually CryptoPunk with a clown nose, so. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thanks, yeah, man. We Cloud appreciate it. It's Clown 3PO right here, looks like. Awesome. You said what? It's Clown 3PO. Kind of kind of looks like. Yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a golden robot. That's one of the rare ones. Yeah, for sure. Nice for 14 yeah. ETH. Alan, thanks for coming on, dude. We appreciate it. Yeah, All right. Man. Thanks for having me. Representing right. the, the hash mask community. Those are a mask you wouldn't mind having, right? Not those I, ones you have to wear, but the... Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the ones that, that I have to wear. Uh, Sir Lord Travis Wright, our next guests have arrived here in yes. the station. And but they've uh, teleported in, potentially. They got beamed yeah, up, right. I would yeah. say, right? Uh, so this is really, a, you know, a thrill and an honor. Um, it, last, I think it was June, right before we released the Blockchain Hero set, uh, the legendary William Shatner released his digital card collectible set on the wax blockchain um, sold out in I think it was 20 minutes or something like that and uh, really great to see another participant from the Star Trek universe the uh, the late great Leonard Nimoy uh, has a set coming out here and it is being released by his daughter Julie Nimoy and uh, and her husband David and they're both with us right here now. They beamed into the Nifty Show. And, and yes. welcome, both of you. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. I, I see the resemblance clearly. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to figure out where to start here. I mean, as a little boy, I remember growing up, turning on Star Trek and seeing your dad do his thing. And of course, Mr. Spock was just the fount of wisdom. 
right? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so uh, let's, uh, let's get to that personal angle before we talk about NFTs growing up, you know, Nimoy, um, seeing your dad do this uh, acting work on TV and becoming such an icon. Uh, what, what was that like from your experience? Well, I mean, as you can probably imagine, you know, being really young and, you know, before he got Star Trek, to see him do cameo roles on these TV series, it was like, you know, the main event of the evening where he would call my brother and I in and we'd all sit in front of our little black and white TV and, and watch him on Gunsmoke or, you know, any, any of the old Westerns. And then within a few years, all of a sudden, he just uh, blew up, you know, when he got the part uh, of Spock in Star Trek. And I mean, my whole life just did a one, it just, <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of being a, you know, a kid and, and, you know, not having a ton of friends in school to like everybody all of a sudden is paying attention to me. It's like, it's, Are they checking your ears and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, there was a lot of that. A lot there of ear jokes. A lot of ear jokes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you get used to it. This is part of this is part of life. You know, all the people coming up to you, all the fan mail coming in, hordes of, of fan mail and enormous bags. The mailman, I think he was really mad at us. <laughs> it, got, it got a little overwhelming for him, too. But... It was, you know, it was really different. But my parents, you know, being coming from very, you know, simple lifestyles when they were younger and they didn't have a lot. And so they 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 really tried hard to keep us grounded um, and not, you know, get big heads, <laughs> right on. big egos from it. Well, I think we stayed pretty grounded. Very cool. So I guess my next question would be for David then. So how... So how cool was that? You know, you you end up uh, you end up meeting the daughter of Spock. Like, uh, uh, how'd that yeah. go down? I didn't tell him who I was for a long time. Yeah, she waited about a month. <laughs> yeah, and and I just thought, oh, this is really cool because I always admired Leonard, I respected his work, and I thought, you know, this is really exciting. And when I had the opportunity to meet him and the family, it was. Yeah, it was a little intense because I, I wasn't just meeting, you know, Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock. I was meeting now the father of the girl that I was very interested in. So I had that angle as well. So it, it was a little stressful, but very. <laughs> that, did have, that had to be a little stressful there, meeting the parents at, at that moment. That's a whole nother level of parent yeah. meeting. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't like it, you're getting the Vulcan neck pinch, dude. You're done. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but the thing with Leonard is he was so easy to talk to, so down to earth. And immediately he made me feel comfortable. Uh, there wasn't, you know, all this tension. He wasn't asking me a million questions. <laughs> you know? Who are you? Where are you? Who are you? From? What do you want from what my do you daughter? Do? <laughs> yeah. So the whole family actually was was really great. And uh, just it was just wonderful getting to know him, and, and he was just an amazing, amazing, mm. really was. Well, I think it's great that you know you're being visionary and going. Uh, how do we? Um, I'm assuming these are your motives. How do we perpetuate um, Dad's legacy? 
mm-hmm. and and also do something that will bring value to fans and um, raise money for a, a great cause. And so mm-hmm. um, he would have been 90 this year. Yes. Is that correct? On the 26th, he would have been of, the, of this month. So he's mm-hmm. uh, he passed away uh, 2015, right? Correct. Okay. February 27th. So, yeah. Okay. So it'd be six years, really. It's been six years since he passed and mm-hmm. he, he would be 90 on the 26th. And so how did you, uh, you know, I'm assuming there's a, the connection here came through uh, Shatner and Wax, but how did you discover the space? What did you think when you first heard NF what? And, <laughs> and what persuaded you to, to, you know, go down this road? Well, just basically, like you say, we, we, Julie and I, for the last few years now, we've, we've looked at different opportunities of ways we can, we can honor uh, his memory and his legacy, and at the same time, draw uh, awareness and attention to lung disease, which was, which was so important to him before he passed away. So when we did find out about uh, Bill Shatner's collection, um, we started thinking this is a great opportunity because Leonard, a lot of people don't know this about him is he was a photographer and he took hundreds, thousands of shots mm-hmm. and he passed that on to Julie, who's really the, been the photographer for the family. Every time there's an event, something, Julie's she's ready to take those pictures and she's a great photographer. And we thought this, this could really work because now we can give people a little idea of, uh, of Leonard through these candid photos, you know, throughout the years. And at the same time, we'll bring attention to COPD mm-hmm. and let folks know that uh, some of the proceeds will be going uh, towards COPD research. We work with the folks at UCLA Medical Center. So it just seemed like a, a, a great fit. And, and also I think people look at Leonard as, you know, Mr. Spock, somebody that, um, loved high tech and somebody from the future. And I think when you're thinking about this technology and blockchain and, you know, this clearly is, you know, this could be really the future. That could be a, really a whole game changer. And so Leonard loved technology. He would love this. Yeah. And he, anytime there was a new, you know, going, looking at some of these old commercials, you would see him on the, the latest, you know, DVD player or CD player or yeah. the latest television. Yes. So between the combination of photography and high tech, uh, it just seemed like it would be a great, a great fit for us. Mm. That's great. So, so let me ask then, since, since Julie, you've, mm-hmm. you've, you've, uh, you're the family photographer, what percentage of these uh, NFTs are maybe your photos? Uh, quite a few of them, actually. Um, I've taken a lot of them. I think there are a few in there that my daughter, who is also very uh, accomplished photographer. She's also taken them. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, they are all uh, from our personal family library. Yeah. Oh, that's collection. awesome. Collection. What was the process like to choose which ones you were going to use? Um, I mean, I think it, you know, depended on time period, quality, um, who was uh, the focus in it, you know, because we have cards, the cards with the kids. We've got uh, pets we've got his uh the, the old days you know when he was younger so it's just like about you know which fit and which you know which ones really would tell a story and and look the best you know quality wise 
because some of them are older, much older photographs. We were trying to look at like photos from, you know, different periods from, you know, from the 40s, the 50s, the 60s yeah. and so on. And, yeah. and, and the thing too with Leonard is, uh, as you can see here, he loved pets. Uh, yeah. He was a that huge was, yeah. animal lover. And uh, folks may know that he had a pet shop at one time. Was this the family dog? Yeah, that was um, our first dog, Brunzi, who he brought home from a show he was on when I was two years old and walked in the door. And I, from what my mom said, she just like flipped because we have a two-year-old and, and now we have a puppy and oh my God. <laughs> but he, you know, he was a great dog, but he was, yeah, he was our first dog. They actually had a dog Spock too. Yeah, well, he was our, when Renzi passed away, then we, we got Spock. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Did, did did he ever mind meld you? I mean, he certainly <laughs> had to. Yeah. So the the process uh, for these NFTs is is similar to what uh, what Bill Shatner did here. That you'll open packs and you'll get shards, and when you combine the shards, you then get revealed a variation of the um, the the different cards. And and I gotta say, I think that you've uh, overall one upped. Bill Shatner here on these variations. I thought a couple of the ones that they had in there were, were kind of weak sauce. I like this, you know, your common is your, your standard. Your uncommon does this blur blur swirl thing. Yeah, uh, which is actually really cool, which looks almost like a more advanced variation potentially. That's just a really cool effect. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I think it, I, I would call that swirl, not blur. That's just because it- <laughs> I would it, call it swirl too, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not too late, we could change that. Um, <laughs> then you've got the flip, uh, mm -hmm. named of course after Flip Wilson, um, which only somebody <laughs> yeah. from our generation would get. Uh, yeah. Then the pixelated right here, the mm -hmm. super rare collector's edition, and then the ultra rare golden. Right card and i did not get any golden shat in fact i didn't get any collector's edition shatners i bought a lot of shatner shards and all i got was shard on so hopefully with the <laughs> in more ways than one by mr bill shatner he, he's, an interesting, he's an interesting character when it comes to his twitter battles with people it's hilarious he gets, he gets in on it sometimes no so, <laughs> no comment. That's good. So, so how many of these total cards will there be? Will will their total be in in circulation? Do we know? Uh, how many cards was it? All how many packs? There were so many. I, I no, we're not exactly sure how yeah. many. How many uh, cards? We're. Uh, I can find out. I'm going to ask uh, Wax while we're talking right here. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Tra Travis, I think we are referenced right here in this article. NFT collectible packs have sold out in as little as 35 seconds. That was actually um, our last uh, blockchain heroes. Launch oh, wow. was was that one right there? Good boy, that's going to be a tough act to follow. <laughs> well, while while Sir Travis asks you a brilliant question about the pack configurations, I'm going to ask the Wax team how many um, cards uh, we're going to have here in total. Yeah, well, cool, Duke. I just asked my this last brilliant question. Well, ask another one because I'm going to have right. another brilliant question. What what other information would you like people to know? about this NFT collection? Is there anything that's any, any golden nuggets or anything that, uh, that you guys are just really excited about with the series that you want people to know about? Um, I think, you know, what's really cool about the series that we picked out is, you know, it, it shows my dad, like David said, chronologically, there's pictures from the, you know, the forties, the fifties and onward. 
it, it not only does it show him, you know, at in his career, there's some of that, but there's a lot with the family because he was a really, he was dedicated to family, especially later on in his life. Family was everything yeah. to him. And, you know, we have a lot of very personal uh, pictures, you know, photos uh, that were, you know, that are now these, the cards. And uh, I think people really enjoy seeing, seeing him with the, with his grandkids and his, yeah and uh others yeah yeah i'd say this i think this is a really cool way to to uh to 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 build on his memory and his legacy because we're seeing a lot of celebrities going out there and and maybe selling hey i have three images and i'm selling them for four thousand dollars each and that buy as many as you like and this right here is really inclusive anybody can come in and buy a pack for what is it? Ten dollars and twenty-five dollars? Is that what they yeah, are? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's inexpensive. Any Star Trek fan could come in and buy this, and I assume you're going to be able to do it with uh, with with crypto or with or with credit cards or just credit cards only. Do we know? Uh, that's another wax question. <laughs> Definitely credit cards, but I would imagine yeah. crypto too. But yeah, you I know. think so. You yeah. would have to ask. Just, yeah, <laughs> we're not positive, guys. <laughs> That's all right. So I don't have the exact numbers. I'm waiting to hear from them, but I, I heard some temporary ones before. And so uh, I think that there's a, I think it's 120,000 total shards. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. That's that not right. Yeah. So 120,000 shards, You there's three uh, that go to each card. So that would mean approximately 40,000 completed cards in the set. Which is which is kind of a low supply, right? I think it's it's similar to what Shatner did, but knowing the demand for mm-hmm. uh, for cards has increased, I think these are going to sell out really quickly. All right, that sounds good. That'd be great. That would be great. We're yeah. we're really excited about it. And yeah, it's all new to us. We've never done this before. This, of course, is the first time, and it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, that picture you just saw with Leonard, that was one Julie definitely took. That picture That's right here. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the freebie that uh, yeah. people have been able to collect over the past few days. Shard one, it's over. Yeah. Shard two, you can grab right now. And then shard three, I believe, comes mm-hmm. out in two days. Um, and then you'll be able to, to create this complimentary uh, Leonard's birthday. It's a great card. card. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's, it's I, yeah. really cool. So you really talk a lot about. I'm really excited about it. Thank you guys for doing this. And I think the community is really going to appreciate it. And I know that the, there's a lot of Star Trek fans out there that uh, will hopefully hear about it in time to be able to grab some of them as well. So I think it's going to be real. Oh, look at this. Only 3,000 packs. Okay. So 3,000 with 10 shards is 30,000 and 3,000 okay. with 30 uh, shards in is 90,000. So there you go. 100, 120,000 okay. um, primary pack sales with a credit card only and the spaceship oh. arrives in five days, 19 hours, 18 minutes. Uh, really, of course, That's it cool. makes sense. Uh-huh. It makes sense to, to milk the whole space theme because he's known by so many. But, you know, Star Trek was actually a short-lived show that has yeah. li- lived on into, you know, posterity. Um, before we let you go, I'm curious, what are some of the other roles that your dad did afterwards that he was most proud of? Well, I, you know, right after Star Trek, he went uh, right into Mission Impossible, the series Mission Impossible. And he did that series for a couple of years. And after that was done, he decided he wanted to go out and start, you know, getting into other genres of, 
of the acting world. And he started uh, working in plays, uh, theatrical plays throughout the country consistently year after year, as well as doing um, special television shows like A Woman Called Golda, regard, you know, about uh, Golda Meir and, um, and others. I mean, he created his own uh, one-man show about Vincent van Gogh told through the um, told through Theo or Theo van Gogh, Vince's Vince's brother. Mm -hmm. So he really got involved in so many different aspects of acting and directing, um, which he directed a few uh, Three Men and a Baby, which is an enormous hit uh, mm -hmm. when that came out, and a few other movies as well. And then, of course, the Star Treks, the two of the Star Trek uh, movies. So, you know, he he didn't get locked in into just playing Spock. He he was he had interests in so many different things. And, and also the yeah. show In Search of. Oh yeah, In Search, in Search of, of which right. Julie worked on, <laughs> which was a great series yeah. and uh, a lot of fun. So my dad had so many interests, and uh, he there were so I. It's really hard to pinpoint like what the best ones were, but just, I think. Well, he, that's even better that, you know, yeah, that, that's a, that is I can't even say. <laughs> an abundance of life uh, and a lot to yeah. celebrate. We're, uh, we're really glad to see this. Uh, please uh, speak with you. And, and I'm sure that you can't wait to open some packs as well yeah. and, yeah. and start, yeah. you know, playing with this. So uh, I know I'll be buying some. I know Travis will because <laughs> it looks great. And I'm sure those that's are one of the cooler ones. I'm excited about this one. These are the ones that, so there's some that come out that I don't, I just don't care about, but this one right here, man, I mean, who, who doesn't love Leonard Nimoy and, and the Spock character and this is nostalgic, uh, thank right? You. Thank you. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, thanks to both of you for coming on. We'll look forward to a successful sale here in, in uh, just over five days. And yeah. yeah. I guess there's no other way to end it than Thanks, Julie. Thanks, right, David. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That's so good, Sir Lord Travis. You are correct. That, awesome. that is the perfect ending right there of that. And uh, yeah, I'll be. I thought, I thought I thought you were gonna do it, and I was like, uh, I was no, like, you, I was like you, oh, he's you, not doing it. Okay, too. I got it. I'll jump. I'm in there. taking it. I'm going in. <laughs> Um, our, our, our last guest will be here in just a minute and want to let you guys know, first of all, um, trying to put the word out about NFTs and wax. Really fortunate that um, Gary Vaynerchuk invited me to do an op-ed piece for his site. I didn't even know that the site existed and because it's pretty new. It's called 137pm.com. You can see it's spelled out O-N-E-37pm.com. And this blog is picking up a lot of traction. This is all Gary curated um, and invited content. And, and I had the, um, the opportunity to publish this piece today. The future of NFTs doesn't include gas fees. And Sir Lord Travis Wright put together this compilation photo of all the cool stuff on wax. And you can see we even got Nimoy snuck in here right next to Shatner. Um, I think I'm pretty sure I spent I spent a couple, two, three hours on this. I think I've covered almost every single pack that's been released on wax so far. I don't know that I missed. I, I, I thought about it. I went through it. I'd searched. I don't know that I missed one. 
Uh, it's really impressive. It's a great picture. And I hope you guys get a chance to read and share this article because this is a great way to spread the word about wax. But essentially, I go into the, the gas fees associated with Ethereum and then uh, talking. They even embedded our video here, uh, Travis, for Blockchain That's Heroes awesome. First Strike and go into how NFTs on wax don't require gas fees and are one second transactions. So uh, thanks to Gary for inviting that opportunity um and let's you know keep spreading the 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 gospel of of the worldwide asset exchange well you know what i guess in that same vein then uh, i had an opportunity this week to uh to talk on on fox 4 news in kansas city because uh there was a big nft launch with patrick mahomes that uh, he is the he's the uh, the the quarterback of the kansas city chiefs and uh, I'm going to make sure to mute this thing here real quick. Let me share my screen as well because we love have some link. cool, interesting other content here. Let's give people that link to how do they find the interview to watch the whole thing because it was it was a long piece. That uh, yeah, it ends up being about it ended up being about 15 minutes long. I guess we can. Uh, I guess I can post this and maybe we can create a short URL. Yeah. We can put this. We'll put this link, I guess, in the. Um, I can update the the YouTube video. Yeah, if you'll drop it in the chat right here on our live stream, I'll grab it and I'll make us a short link right now while you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So there was a Museum of Mahomes NFT series that went live, and uh, so I created I, I, this. They, they interviewed me the before that this had came out, and it's on Maker's Place. And I was like, man, I hope it's not a money grab. I hope it's something where all the fans can participate in this and not just a few select ones. And the artwork was phenomenal. These right here were both selling for, I guess, well, I guess these are the different ones left, but this 30,000, this one's selling for 30,000 as well. This one right here went for 80, well, it's going currently at 82,500. These right here were selling for 2,500. These were selling for 5,000. This one right here, which I really love, selling for seventy five hundred, and this one right here was selling for ten grand. And now different offers are going down for different prices. They actually are, the values have gone down on some of these. But here's the thing: only three hundred total people were able to participate in this thing because they out they, they they basically priced out everyone. I think it would have been a much better thing to maybe have a couple exclusive ones where the rich folks can go bid on it and have some of those be very rare. But then, you know what, have a couple of these that were maybe 50 bucks each or a hundred bucks each and you could pay them with credit cards and 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 then maybe you get 50,000 50, people that, are, that have an opportunity to have a really cool Mahomes NFT. And instead, some of these celebrities are doing these things that are so, uh, you know, exclusive that, you know, only 300 rich fans were able to participate in this thing, essentially, or people who had enough money to do it. Not the everyday Joe, not the fan, not the true fans. And so if you're a celebrity or you're a musician and you're thinking about doing an NFT series, think about delighting the most amount of people, not pocketing the most amount of money. Because if you delight the most amount of people, you'll make way more money in the end. Mm -hmm. He actually sold... Of this one right here, he sold for twenty five hundred. He sold more of this particular edition than any of the other ones. And so, yeah, he sold what? Um, he sold it for twenty two hundred fifty bucks. Or he sold two hundred fifty six of them. He said he said sixty four hundred uh, six hundred and forty thousand dollars on this. 
This was the piece of art he made the most on. Why? Because it was the least expensive and more people could participate. So, you know, $2,500 is still really expensive for a lot of people. I know some people bought some and said, okay, cool. I got this Mahomes NFT. Now what do I do with it? Right. And it's like, well, you put it on your wall and you look at it. It sure is. And it's cool. But um, you guys go check out the, the link. I've made a short link for it. If you'll go to nifty.show forward slash Mahomes uh, after our show, you can go and watch the entire video. Uh, Travis makes a really good point there. In fact, we're going to record for the Sunday show of bad crypto is going to be called the good, the bad and the ugly of NFTs. And we're going to be going more in depth on the state of the NFT nation. Some of the things we love, some of the things we hate that's going to come out on bad crypto sunday night congratulations on being a local guru sir lord travis yeah oh money padme um, i'm now a guru <laughs> all right we have with us a uh, a guest here who reached out to us um via bad crypto podcast at gmail.com we get a lot of email and this one really intrigued me because this is a uh, a musical artist he's also a graphical artist and he does some incredible art with his instruments and with his face, because he beatboxes while he sings and plays. Um, we are going to, shortly after he's done, give a URL for you to claim a free NFT that is a clip from this song. Uh, but he's going to perform live for us right now. Put the what? guitar down, and his name is Taylor Alexander. Welcome, Taylor. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, dude. We're ready for you to rock out, and I'm going to move things along quickly because we actually are going to have a limited edition um, sale of the full studio version of the song as an NFT on wax straight up at the top of the hour. It's timed. It's ready to go. Um, You have plenty of time to play your song, and we'll chat afterwards. So I'm just going to turn it over to you, turn off my camera, mute myself, and let you take the the stage. Right on. Rock and roll, brother. Go for it. So, So happy to be here. Just don't put the guitar down. You don't put the guitar down. And ending inside. Don't put the guitar down and into the fight, but you don't stop, but you don't stop, but you don't stop. Understand it. Who or what comes around? So long as we, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't put the guitar down. Something better to do with my time. 
this evening. Oh, but just don't stop loving you, cause you've got so much more to do. Whether you understand it, who or what comes around, so long as we, yeah, yeah, we don't, don't. Don't put the guitar down. down now all right <laughs> i always do you said don't do it but you still do every time you know it's uh, more or less about not giving up in the longer scheme of things and uh yeah when the pandemic wiped out my live music career i had to uh to pivot to something else and i'd always kind of drawn and done art on the side and i kind of gone all in on my uh my project called human animals and now i'm in the nft space so i'm so grateful to be here i can't i can't thank you guys enough for for having me on well what a pleasure i mean so the uh, the website he's talking about there is humanimalsart.com and you can see all about um taylor's story right here well you know he he sent me the song and of course uh to date really only m blue has done something that i thought was really cool in the music and art and nft space and so it's a pleasure to uh to welcome somebody else to the show that's also doing cool stuff and in three minutes from now this nft uh called dog guitar god which is essentially um the studio recorded version of the song you just heard and it's baller and it's badass we're gonna make it available <laughs> for sale for 30 minutes only and you can pick them up by going to nifty.show forward slash dog Okay, that's going to go live in, in three minutes here at nifty.show forward slash dog. And you can pick up this original studio version. It's really good. I got to tell you, the song is is catchy uh, as heck. And I found myself humming it. And, you know, it's, I'm getting up and walking and leaving. I'm like, that is an earworm right there. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I just found out about your guys' show 
uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I love to take in new information via the podcast. So I learned about NFTs. I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. And I dove in and, and the Nifty Show is my, my uh, gateway to this Nifty community, for lack of a better term. And uh, so. We're the gateway drug, Travis. <laughs> the, the gateway dog, maybe. Yeah. That's um, good. I, that, you know what's, what's so funny is, is Joel goes, yeah, that's all, that song was so catchy. I really liked it. And then I listened to it. And I was like, yeah, that was pretty good. And then I noticed like about, I don't know, like an hour later, it was like. <laughs> 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 that's, that song got in me. It sound entered my soul. Oh, I'm so glad. That's uh, I that's love that style, dude. That's totally different. Not a lot of people do that sort of beatbox and while playing guitar type of, you know, thing. That's kind of a new niche. Is there who else? Who, is there anybody else that kind of does that style? I know Justin Timberlake does a little beatboxing, but he yeah, doesn't really, he doesn't really do it like that. He's a few, he's a huge influence of mine. Um, ben Harper has one song, "Steal My Kisses" from the '90s that oh, has a little yeah, bit of that. that um, but I really got into beatbox almost separately, like when I was in college, and uh, I've been beatboxing for 15 years now. So it was kind of just another skill I saw as something I could maybe use, and I liked it. It helped me learn how to keep rhythm early on, and uh, I started your own metronome. Pretty much, yeah, because uh, I play a lot of solo gigs because I can keep all the money that way. So. Uh, however I could figure it out to make the live show entertaining. It's just evolved over years, the years, and I've been doing live shows for 13 years. So uh, over that amount of time, things just kind of uh, snowball. And I have a few songs that include that, but I also... I think there's a person living in your mouth because you're singing and beatboxing. <laughs> Get ready, guys. Here we go. Four seconds. Nifty.show forward slash dog. You can go pick this up right now. I'm going to pick it up right now. Boom. Just Thank like you. that. And... Um, that I'll have to. I pulled that from our account, Travis. So I'll have to send that to my account and and compensate. Okay. I actually uh, just bought two yeah. because that's how I roll. That's how he rolls. Thank you. Guys. So uh, absolutely, uh, well well worth it. I think once you guys hear, in fact, let me uh, let me do this. I I minted number one so I could test it here, and you could hear how clean the studio version sounds. I'll just play a quick clip. <laughs> it's a great production it's really well done so uh, this is a great way to support musicians and uh, innovativeness and uh, we're also going to do a giveaway right yeah there was a there's a a animation nft that i'm kind of it was it's the culmination of everything that i that i do it's a little bit of art it's a little bit of a live music and it's kind of like in my opinion from one of the nfts i've seen a lot of them have some cool animation to it so i tried to kind of yeah. bring that to uh for the first time to anything i've created so so there's there's three variations today and this first one here everybody can get this for free this one you're looking at right here i'm going to give you the form in just a minute let's just this is a 21 second clip so i'm just going to play the whole that thing for you travis it's like a variation of um of the song and this is what <laughs> So that one, um, we're going to give you a form to fill out here in a second. You can pick that up for free. And then there are three 
of these and from the, the list of those who submit, one per person, one per wallet, please. Don't be that guy and put more than one wallet in. That'll come back with bad karma. This is the live dog version. And basically what you just heard, he's recreated the song right here, a five minute, 20, a five minute 25 second song, a variation that is the live version of Don't Put the Guitar Down. And three addresses are gonna be randomly dropped. This NFT. So uh, welcome to the wild woolly world of, of NFTs, man. I am ecstatic to be here. I, uh, it's been, a, it's been crazy. Like it's, like I said, only three weeks and uh, I've minted a bunch of stuff and now I'm here with you guys. I'm, I'm pinching myself. I'm, I'm, I'm truly honored. So thank you. Well, we're not like Jimmy Kimmel or anything. We're not that cool. We're, we're... Not yet. I mean, who knows where this is going though? <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Kimmel's not that cool anyways, I guess. Yeah. Not anymore. So what, what, is, what does the dog <laughs> thing mean? Is that because he, the dog is a human animal? What yeah, is, so uh, the, the dog is is one of my human animal pieces. Um, all of the human animals are inspired by people who have inspired me, um, and my musical idol early on was John Mayer. So that's a depiction of John Mayer's dog shredding like him. His name is Moose. Um, and to be honest, I didn't fully understand what Joel was asking me for, and I named a guitar dog god, thinking it was like going to be the uh, just the NFT. Um, probably should have called it Human Animals Volume One, but. Uh, we're well, learning, I, we're learning I, every day. <laughs> I gave them three uh, variation names. One of them was uh, uh, Studio Dog. One of them was Live Dog and, and whatever the other one was. But you, you've got, I think all of these here, this artwork, this is a, a series in and of itself that, you know, I would say you should NFTify these. I'm working on it. Um, yeah, I, I created most of these in the last year since the pandemic and uh, started my business with them. And I'm, I'm making new ones of these all the time. I'm starting to do large, original, like they start out as 18 by 24s, but I'm, I'm digitally capturing them all and then adding some extra little things. So uh, I would love to do that. I'm, I, uh, I'm just learning every day. So <laughs> I'm very excited. Dude, your artwork kind of reminds me I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up and see if I'm correct, but I think there was a uh, there was a book series. I think the book series was called Sweet Pickles. Okay. And I don't know if I've heard of that. Animals. I might be I might be wrong with that because I typed in Sweet Pickles and I'm not pulling up any of the yes yeah, Sweet Pickle books. Maybe it didn't take you to a porn site, did it? I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, that could be. That's, that, that's the sweetest pickle. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> take a look at that. Yeah, Sweet Pickles books. There, let me actually share my screen here real quick on that, just because I it, will. I cannot because Joel took away my Go screen. Ahead. You, you can share. Okay, I can share again. Thank you, Sir Lord Joel, yes. for your graciousness, sir. So there's these different characters. These oh, different, yeah. and they, they all had these little sort of. They all had a great message around it, and, and uh, you know there was different uh, sort of metaphors. Each book was its own little metaphor about positivity and and learning. Uh, I love it. How to be. A, a better animal and so this is these were kind of human animals type of people as well and so 100 if you meant to to, to to have them similar but that that's just a universe thing maybe i know from from music like inspiration comes from all over and i'm sure that i've I, i've and as i've created them i've started to notice them in other types of things too lots of cartoons kind of have that a similar type of vibe where it's personifying yeah, the cool. animal um those are completely yeah. human animal type of things though. So it kind of, it kind of keeps that vibe going. I love it. Yeah. Kind of just speaking to like the relationship, like we sometimes, I think there's a broken relationship between us and mother nature and between each other. And we, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all animals trying to survive on the same planet. And, well, and 
That's kind of the overall. Look at each ecosystem between some humans and other humans. Like we got to work on that too. Yeah. Totally. Hopefully, hopefully we can realize in these pictures that being nice to each other is worthwhile. Well, if there's anything we could do to help you with uh, with your artwork and NFTifying, um, you know, we're here. And and uh, have you followed what M Blue is doing on? on I have. I, yeah. I listened to to that podcast, and that's what kind of uh, got me even more excited because I was just thinking about it as human animals. I didn't even realize music was an option. So and that yeah. got me really excited because that's been. That's exciting to me because, you know, one of our missions is to help bring art, you know, in in whatever form it is to NFTs. And so, you know, I say people write and some of the stuff they write with, it's just, it's, it's not up to snuff, but you know, you could, you could see talent and I'm not trying to blow smoke. I mean, there's a reason we invited you on. I was like, this is, this is real talent. So if you guys haven't yet picked up the uh, the NFT. This is a limited edition in that it's a it's time limited, okay? And so far, 29 of you have picked up one of these NFTs. It's Thank only 50 wax. Go get one of these because once this timer's run out, you know, Taylor goes and becomes this, you know, incredibly well-known, famous musician. You're gonna be like, damn, I could have had a Taylor Alexander original, his first NFT, and I clowned out because it was $11. No. Don't, don't be that guy. But we are going to give you a free one. And uh, what we're going to do to give this to you is send you to this form. Go to nifty.show forward slash guitar. Nifty.show forward slash guitar will take you directly to the form to fill out. Again, one per, uh, where is it? This is the NFT right here. It's got the, the animation right there with the dog playing guitar and a 21 second clip. Um, these are going to go out randomly later on tonight to everybody who fills out the form accurately. Do not put in an Ethereum address and do not mess up your wax address. If you mess it up, you don't get one. It's got to be your address needs to be correct and it needs to be lowercase. Please don't put uppercase. I'll fix the case if you because I can go in Word and go make them all lowercase. But ideally, it's <laughs> lowercase. There's no typos. And then three people are going to be drawn from that to get this nft you can see i've pre-minted right here one two and three the live dog version of this so those will be rare collectibles as well uh, nifty.show forward slash guitar for the form nifty.show forward slash god or dog i got dyslexic there for a moment nifty.show forward slash dog you know what's funny on that Every time I was trying, we were like, nifty.show forward slash dog. And each time I typed in God, I did it three times. (laughs) I'm going to make a simpler title next time, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I like it. I'm I'm good with it. Dog Guitar God is. It's palindromic kind of, you know. Right on, man. Well, cool. Anything else you want to uh, share with the Nifty Show audience before we bid you on your guitar way? Um, I also have a podcast. Um, it's a with my it's a zany arts and culture podcast with my partner Diana Duop, also a phenomenally talented artist. Uh, I would love to get her into the space. She's amazing and kind of my uh, partner in crime in uh, in LA. And uh, so yeah, if you guys want to hear us talk talk some crap uh, and talk about art and whatever else we're going through, I also uh, put music throughout um, the show. A lot of my own stuff. What's it called so again? It's called Antiques Made Daily antiques made daily yep little tongue-in-cheek um right but, on with diana Duwop. yeah she's the best uh, yeah. and, and he's playing late at night and she's in the other room screaming put the guitar down <laughs> like i can't like, nope, i can't i can't put the guitar <laughs> down uh taylor thanks a lot man 
Thank we you guys so much. Appreciate you coming on. I, I can't thank beautiful. you enough. And you are you are the first person to ever do a live performance on any of the shows that we've done, and we've done six or seven hundred of the bad crypto episodes, oh, wow. and almost forty of these, and nobody's done anything live like that. So nicely done, good sir. Yeah. Thank you very much. That is even a higher honor than being on the show at all. So I, I I'm just beautiful. You're too kind. I, I, I'm speechless. Thank you guys. Pick the guitar up. I'll be yeah, in touch. Pick, pick the guitar up, but don't put it down. There and, we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, brother. Take Thank care. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. See ya. Bye-bye. Ah, Sir Lord Travis, that is some good stuff right there. That was really cool. Yeah, I mean, he's like, and he's singing at the same time. I mean, that's like, and playing. <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of talent that, that makes it big. It's unique. It's interesting. And it's, it's the kind of stuff that, uh, that people like. Hey, folks on the YouTubes that are listening right now, if you have uh, not given it a thumbs up, you should do that because that's a friendly thing to do. It doesn't cost you anything to be nice and do good Don't stuff. do the thumbs down. Don't do put that. Your, yeah. And hit subscribe up. and then hit the bell because you want to make sure that whenever the nif next Nifty Show comes on, you get notified. Yeah. Also, uh, our our ratings uh, for the podcast version of both Bad Crypto and uh, the Nifty Show are going up. The Nifty Show has officially uh, hit gone into the top 100 of iTunes investing category now. It's like it hit 95 and came back to 103 and then back up to 99. So we're like we're pushing up. There's more and more downloads. So, you know, if you've missed a show or you want to take us with you wherever you go, Go to iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Just look up the Nifty Show. And if, it, if the platform allows you to leave a review and you feel like giving five stars, then give us a five-star review and, and uh, you know, pass along good stuff. And we're working on this some stuff. This show is not Travis. NFT financial advice. So I don't know why the hell we're in investing, but I guess we are. There's, there's two things we've got going on right now, Sir Lord Travis. One is to the left of you. If you turn your head to the left, good look left. And there it is. Bitcoin Elite is happening on the 21st. We're getting ready to launch the series. You can see right there over the past uh, four days, we have released three pre-launch tokens from our Bitcoin Go Burr collection. I'm going to pull up my screen here so you guys can see this. If I can find the screen sharing Dilly Hopper thingamajigger. Here it is. Don't pull the screen up. So uh, day one, there was a thousand of the ones called Benjamins and, and Sir Lord Travis created all these and they're fantastic. They all have this green money printing theme Thank to you, it. Thank you, good sir. Thank you, you're so kind. Uh, these, were, these were only 0.21 wax and they sold out. And then day two, quantity went down with the inflationary one. 750 of those were available and they went for 2.1 wax. Day three, there was 420. For some reason, five didn't get purchased. I don't know what that's all about because they were only 21 wax. Uh, oh, man, I totally forgot to grab one. Now, look at these. These are going to go here pretty soon. If you guys haven't picked one up yet, where the scarcity is definitely going up. Um, uh, there, there's very few of these pre-release tokens that we've put out that um, have had you know, fewer than this amount. There's 210 of them. There's 149 available right here for 210 wax. What drop number is that? This is the fourth one. 6950. Oh, um, yeah, 6950. And then tomorrow we'll see who the true Bitcoin elite are because this final one, the debt machine, goes on sale. As soon as the, this one ends, 
in 17 hours, 45 minutes, 57 seconds, the final pre-release launches. And we're like, you know what? There's only 21 of these. And since we're not doing uh, another unique art piece like we did with Vezas last month, we just shoved the decimal point over one more place. We'll see how, you know, how many uh, people want to jump in on this. If only one does, it'll be super rare. If 21 do, it'll still be rare. But, you know, the fewer people that that purchase this, the rarer this one is going to be. So um, tomorrow, this one will go on sale, followed by the main event on the 21st. Uh, by the way, if you guys want to get to this page, it's nifty.deals. This one's not nifty.show. We have two URL shorteners for this. Nifty.deals forward slash elite will take you to this page where you can see these uh, these remaining pre-release. And then at thebitcoinelite.com on Saturday at noon Eastern time is where you will be able to pick up the 2010 Bitcoin price when it was at uh, January 3rd of 2010. How much was it, Trev? Which one? The the price on January 10th, uh, January 3rd, 2010. Oh, it was uh, January 10th. Uh, no, January 3rd, 2010, yeah. uh, Bitcoin was four cents. Four cents. So this is the second release of the commemorative January 3rd price of Bitcoin. The first one was last month um, on the 21st. And now this one, I'm actually going to pull up our Hero Report presentation to show people what this piece looks like. And we've decided to do it differently this month. Last month, it was you could buy one every um, three minutes. This time, you could only get one per wallet during the 21-minute sale. And there's two variations. So you guys should be able to see that right here. Here's one of them. The only difference is... These really are beautiful. I love this. this gorgeous. A, they're, they're, it's, a, it's got a really cool vibe. It's a thick. It's a, it's a way thicker than those normal cards. This is a, a definitely a more luxe version of... Uh, and this is a sexy, sexy NFT... Look at the freaking reflection on the bottom there, man. Right. Oops. Let me go back here so you can see. So the difference is the first one has the white Bitcoin on it. And the second one has the gold Bitcoin. So there is a there is a claim NFT that you'll be able to get um, when you purchase it. It's a non-transferable. And then we will drop the, one of these to you randomly afterwards and so you there's two number ones that are going to be in this collection and you might end up with either one look at that so sexy Very cool that's going to be going on on the 21st which i guess is technically tomorrow well technically for me it's tomorrow because where i'm located at but i guess it's in a couple of days for most everyone else on sunday right so that's going to be fun so the bitcoinelite.com um and this will be uh available on atomic hub that you can pick these up again it's only going to be a 21 minute sale one per wallet uh and the other thing that we're working on travis is to your right look to your right what do you see over there oh upland collectibles this is going to be huge between uh, all of y'all that are used to getting stuff on wax and the people in the upland community which is a really big community they're the top dap game on DAP radar. This is coming on April 6th, 2021. Uh, it's going to be a two-part sale. And uh, this is uh, a mashup of Upland and Blockchain Heroes, where there's going to be a lot of different assets, both from the Upland universe and from the, where is it? 
blockchain heroes universe, including mythic items that are going to be importable into the Upland game, like these uh, block explorers right here. You'll actually be able to use this block explorer if you were to acquire it in the game. Mm -hmm. You know what? I think this, I don't know this, but this might be the very first NFT series that puts its community members front and center, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I've never seen any, I've never seen any other NFT series do this. And we're, we got like 50 to 60 uh, of those director uh, custom explorers that, that it's basically, you know, we're showcasing the, the, the top members of that community on an NFT series. That's, that's really cool to me. Mm -hmm. And so next week on the Nifty Show, we'll have three guests for you again. But the first one is going to be Dirk Lewith from, uh, from Upland. And uh, he, they are our partners on this, and uh, we're going to. Oh, look at this one! This is ridiculous. <laughs> we're going to talk extensively the three D Travis like a, head. I look like a for real cartoon character right there. Yeah, totally. I can I can almost hear your mouth. You know. You can almost hear my mouth moving. Saying words and things. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So he'll be on the show next week. Now, next week's show is going to be on a special day, same time, but I have to travel next Friday. And uh, so we're going to do the Nifty Show next week on Thursday at the, uh, the same time, 5 o'clock Eastern. And so if you have us on your calendar, mark down that uh, it's going to be the same bat time, same bat channel, well, but on a different bat day. Mm, that is true. And, um, you know, we're really grateful that you guys are tuning in and enjoying the show. I mean, it's not everybody who can say they have two top 100 podcasts that are in business investing on iTunes, right? And that's not because of us. It's because of you guys tuning in and you guys leaving nice reviews and, and religiously listening. So thank you to you guys, man. We really appreciate that. And um, what do you got to say at the end of this one? We, we're here at the end. So should we just, again, live long and prosper? We should say live long and prosper, be, be nifty and prosper. and Be uh, nifty and stay bad and prosper. <laughs>